Mm-hmm. Well, you know what? I just want everybody to know that this has taken us a minute to get here. We had some technical issues, but we are finally ready. I'm here with Sister Marsha from the Vineyard Farm and Outdoor Center for Excellence. And um, I'm Cookie. And I just want to tell you what a pleasure it is to get an opportunity to talk to you again, especially about um, the great work that you're doing. Well, I am so happy to um, have the second opportunity as well. And we're just hopeful to really make a difference in people understanding COVID-19 and doing what's best for them for their lives. I I, I 100% um, agree. Now, I do know that you are participating in the AstraZeneca trials, correct? That is correct. Matter of fact, it's 11 of our ministry team that's actually a part of the trials. Okay, and why did you decide to do that? You know, it was a matter of numbers for me. I mean, we look today, there's 560,000 people who have died from COVID and we have 31 million people who've been infected. And when I looked at the vaccine and the need to stop COVID from moving the way it was moving, I just made a decision that I take my chances with a vaccine rather than with COVID. I looked at the numbers. I saw people who had COVID. I saw so many people who lost family members to COVID. And it was a matter of looking at the lesser of the challenges. And also, I'm one of those who never has had a flu shot. So when they talk about vaccine hesitancy, I mean, I was very much in that camp. But you have to look at what this this virus is doing. And that allays my fears in terms of the vaccine. I fear more than I fear the vaccine. Right. No, I 100% understand. Um, You also sent me some information regarding the number of people of color that have gotten the vaccine. And the numbers is astonishing that, what is it, 87% of white people? We have 85.7% of the population of whites, because remember, we're not vaccinating below the age of 16. So those people that can be vaccinated, we have 85%. 0.7% of whites, 9.7% of African Americans, 2.4% of Asians, okay? And Hispanic is even less, uh, 5.8 in terms of African Americans, you know, comparing those numbers. And that's for the 12 county Finger Lakes region, and that's as of April 1st. So we need, we need 80% to get to herd immunity. So do you think this is because of just fear of the vaccine, lack of education, the inability to get it? What do you really think some of the reasons are why why, uh, for people of color, the numbers are so low? Well, I think it's because the way it's it's been deployed and the hours that, you know, people of color have to deal with 
um, just the confidence, the trust, and the need to educate the trade-offs between not uh, having the vaccine versus the risk you take with COVID. I think there's a huge education process that needs to go on. And that as people really see and have family members, unfortunately, die and get very sick, they realize that the risk is greater to not have a vaccination. So I just, one of the things we're committed to and working towards is to be able to operate in June 24-7 and have it so people at their schedule, at their convenience, and even have childcare available because that's the other challenge. If you have a couple of children and you have to go to, and you don't have transportation. So I think we have about 20, 30% of the population that's in that category where they have complications that are keeping them from. And then you have a number of people that you really have to invest in educating. Right, I agree with you on that. So when you talk about 24 seven, as far as operations, is this for getting people educated about COVID and the vaccine testing? And are you working to get the ability to even um, give people the vaccine? Well, what we're working towards, and I just have to um, give my context because I work overseas and America is ill-prepared because it hasn't been a pandemic since 1918. And what is happening is because we're not prepared and we're not managing like like across the board where there's a consistent strategy state by state because the virus moves across all the environments. So our goal is to have people, and this may sound extreme to some, but I treat this like World War III. And let me explain why. In all the wars that this nation has been in, 1.1 million people have died in all the wars. From civil. Whoa, wait, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute. So you mean to tell me in all the wars, you saying 1.1 million have died. Okay. And we're over 500,000? We're at 560,000. So there's a way where people are not understanding this is an existential threat if we don't manage it, it's managing us now. And this is a silent war. You know, we're, our president is withdrawing from Afghanistan after 20 years of us being there. This is war because this is in one year and three months, this is how many people have died. When you have the principle, what people in the listening audience need to understand, herd immunity without a vaccine means at a minimum, you're going to have 1% die. That's 3.3 million people because we have 333 million Americans. So for the populations that don't get vaccinated, you know, it's a, it's a guarantee because the way the virus spreads and the fact that we now have variants, okay? So you have to think in war terms. 
when you have this many casualties, but it's an enemy we can't see. And that's where I think people are so slack in the intensity. What we have to do is lead like the house is on fire because it is. I am, I I, I mean, uh, Sister Marsha, I'm just astonished at these numbers that you're giving, because when you really think about um, COVID and how it hits people, you know, you'd say, well, there's um, 300 million people in the United States and, you know, over a half a million, you know, and a, a half a million people have died from COVID. So that's really not a big deal. But when you put it in terms of all of the people that have died in wars that this country has been in, that right there to me um, is, is, is earth shattering because you know this country has participated in a lot of wars throughout its history. So you know, what plans do you, um, when do you plan on getting this clinic set up, this, this operation? You know, what's the focus and and when will this be up? And what do you need from the community? Well, I I consider this uh, a grassroots effort to address what we need to address to change these numbers. And first, the community has to be educated to understand we need to take responsibility. You know, that's first, because we have to do something and we have to mobilize. So the number one thing, we're looking for volunteers. We want to be up and operational by June 1st for 7th, okay? And uh-huh. we have zip code 14605 is our initial focus. And there are 12,610 people in zip code 14605. We need block captains. If you live in 14605, We need block captains that when we're ready to go, when we're passing out educational information, that we can easily and very quickly alert people, okay? Uh, The numbers are going up. In Monroe County, we had 326 people uh, infected yesterday. Well, three weeks ago, we were at 77. Wow. So in three weeks... That number has gone up almost what five hundred percent? Well, it's three times, you know. Three times, right? That's yeah. it. But I do want to say something else about when you say, "Well, five hundred sixty thousand people compared to three hundred thirty-three million. That's not a big number." But look, every one of those people had family. They had mm-hmm. friends. You know, when you look at the impact on the national psyche, I mean, just our mental health at this rate of death. And then you cannot leave out the fact that we have 31 million people that got infected. And out of that, you have a huge percentage that are called long haulers. You know, I have a person that uh, contracted the COVID and went from 170 pounds to 120 in seven days and had to leave the hospital on two liters of oxygen and had the COVID rash, like third and fourth degree burns. So this thing 
it's not just about who dies, the sickness, 31 million people. And then the fact that in those environments, they have to quarantine people who didn't in their household contract the virus. So you're talking about, you know, a virus that is a very vicious army. It is just marching through and we can stop the way it's moving, but there's a whole different uh, thought life, but we need volunteers. And our goal is to get there by June 1st. We have already started with distributing COVID-19 survival kits, you know, giving out masks, hand sanitizer, digital thermometers, and educational material. We've gone door to door and we are distributing food to people that this has impacted. Tomorrow we have a food distribution at the venue. Um, so we do workshops for people who have comorbidities, which make you at a greater mm -hmm. risk, high blood pressure, sugar, you know, if you if you have cancer or had cancer, all of these things, we we just have to inundate our environment and have people become alert. Because right now people are not understanding how serious we're right. being impacted. So if someone is interested in becoming a volunteer, how do they get in contact with you they or someone from your organization? Mm -hmm. They should call. We have a dedicated line for this purpose, and that's 585-877-3591. I'll repeat it. It's 585-877-3591. We also want people who have contracted COVID and before were scared to get the vaccine to share what their experiences were. And we have five people that are willing to do that. So I'm hopeful one time we can do a podcast or a live program where they can just talk about it because people have to be educated. You can't let fear overwhelm you about the facts and then end up far worse because of the fear. I, I agree with you 100%. Now you're also doing something else at the vineyard and that is giving away food and farming. So tell us a little bit about that. Okay, we historically, for five months, we were able to distribute fresh produce and many people that receive food stamps by the third week, um, they're running out of food. So we were able to provide vegetables. We plant 50 to 60 different crops a year and we have five different types of Concord grapes. And so we train historically adults, children, how to do organic farming. When COVID hit, we became a part of the federal government's program for the um, farm, the food, uh, family food box program and working with food link so that we would have anywhere from 1,300 to 1,500 boxes of food a week, whereas historically we've had fresh produce only for five months. So tomorrow from 12 until six, we'll be distributing food boxes. And so that's April 17th, Right, correct? that's okay. Saturday, April 17th. And the same number, that I had given, you can call that number and register 
but I would recommend that you text because you'll get a text right back um, when you text to say, I want to reserve a box. And that way we can reach more people than the, you know, the telephone calls. Right. So what's that number again, if people wanted to text to sign up for one of these food boxes? 585-877-3591. Okay, and that's a dedicated line. Someone will immediately text back, take right. their information, and they will have food available to them and when they get there. Information that their box has been reserved. Okay, and they'll receive a confirmation. Now, I just want to make sure that um, people understand who you are, you know, because there are a lot of people out here that do this grassroots. But, you know, in my conversations with you, you are a Harvard MBA graduate. So you really understand the business, the budget, the economics of how COVID is affecting families, the need for this. So, you know, just, I mean, just brag just a little bit about your background and the fact that, you know, and you said this in the middle of preparing your life and thinking that it was going to go one way, you got a calling to do this type of work. Yeah, you know, it's funny, Cookie. I usually don't tell people my educational background. The other thing I usually don't uh, tell people, I'm licensed, ordained minister of the gospel, and I prefer to be called sister, but, you know, most of the people that have the credentials I have. They call themselves a pastor or a reverend or an apostle. But I'm just always been a grassroots person. So I want to relate to people and meet them at the place they are and just, you know, just be another person that that loves people. So I have a Harvard MBA. And yes, I went to school with George Bush and Mick Romney and Chris Cox that used to be the SEC chairman. Um, these are most of my educational life. I spent in environments that people you watch on TV all the time. And I was in classrooms with them. Um, from a very young age, I always would stick up for people that were either being bullied or I would give, like I would have things and they didn't, I would give it to them. That's something that God placed in me because our nature is me, myself, and I. You know, it's the Lord that changes our hearts to really look at other people. And then when I studied the scripture, it said that when you see about people who are at risk or people who are poor, it said that it's like lending to God. And I said, whoa. You know, and that's just like I, the relationship for me uh, with God is, is, is it. It's my end all. It's my be all. So the idea I could be doing something where God says you're lending to me and you look at what God has made in six days, you know, the ocean. Right. And now I can be a servant. And he says, I'm lending to him. I want that favor. So that's. It's been 31 years and I have focused that way, but I worked for IBM as a marketing rep in a time when it was all 
white males with blue eyes, blonde hair, and six feet tall. And all I had was the six feet. Okay. So, <laughs> right. It was, well, it was kind of there. <laughs> well, I just want you, and the reason why I wanted to point that out is, you know, and, and, and how do I say this? There are a lot of people out here, you know, that talk about COVID and what it is, and they have all these conspiracy theories and, you know, that. And I want them to know that when they're listening to you or when you are teaching them, they are getting accurate information based on science and education. So, and based on your background. So that's one of the reasons why I brought that up. So where can, where can people reach out again to you for information on um, the work you're doing for COVID, to become volunteers, and to sign up for the food baskets. Dedicated line, 585-877-3591. Okay, great. And for volunteers? Same thing. Same number? Okay. The number for the COVID-19, we're going to be titling this come June, the COVID-19 Comprehensive Defense Hub. And that's against variants and future pandemics, because this is not the last pandemic that we're going to experience. The greatest threat to humanity is two things, sin and variants. Yes, because the variants are already here. And from my understanding, the variance is causes does more physical damage to the body. I guess it's it's it wreaks more havoc and it spreads faster. Is that correct? That's correct. And it um, Pfizer and Moderna have published that the variants have caused the vaccination to be like ten to twelve percent less effective but you are definitely better off having a vaccine so your immune system can fight so that you don't end up hospitalized on a ventilator or dead or very sick, you know, so, but they are much more aggressive. Well, you know what, uh, Sister Marsha, I just want to say it is a pleasure um, getting this opportunity to talk with you today to get this information out to the people in the city of Rochester, especially people of color who, you know, are less likely to um, want to take the, take the vaccine or, you know, they, they've listened to conspiracy theories. Um, and also the community that is probably hurting the most because of this vaccine. So it is a pleasure talking to you and any last words before we go? Yes, I really would wanna encourage people tomorrow at the Jackson Art Center from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. There's a pop-up vaccine going on and that's 485 North Clinton Avenue, okay? And they have a number to, to reserve and that number is 585-753-5555. And you can call that number 24-7 to make a reservation uh, for 
your vaccine. So please. Um, and then there's another one on Sunday, and that's at, at the Egerton R41 Baptist Street, Rochester. Now, that number that I've given you, you can call, and as they have other pop-ups, they can tell you all the dates to come. So as quick as you can, go. Okay. Well, you know what, Sister Marsha, thank you so much. It has been a pleasure um, getting this opportunity to speak with you. I'm sure this won't be the last time that I talk with you and we work to get this information out to the community. Thank you so much. And, um, you know, for everybody out here listening, please take these numbers down and do what you can, the best you can to take care of your family, yourself, and also get some of this um, quality food that she has and also find out how you can volunteer to be a part of what Sister Marsha and her team is doing. Thank you. Thank you. Have a great day.